Masechet Nazir Daf Nun Vav. We're talking about a case of a Nazir who is also a Mesora. The Mishnah, read simply, sounds like if a Nazir becomes a Mesora, then the days during which he is for sure Tameh and purification do not count towards his Nazirut. Uh, Mesora goes through three stages. One, when he's being tested, and if he looks like he has some signs, then he goes into quarantine. So the quarantine time, he's still tahor, so he continues counting that time, no problem. But then if the Kohen decides he's for sure uh, a mesorah mukhlat, so then he's definitely, when, he, when the skin uh, disease goes away and he looks better, then he starts his purification process, uh, which means he has to shave all the hair on his head and body on the first day and on the seventh day. And on, uh, after that, on the eighth day, he brings his korbanot and then he's done. So during those two, the second two time periods, when he's mesorah uh, mukhlat, and while he's during his purification, he cannot continue counting, but it doesn't negate the days that he already started. So he just restarts on the seventh day, continuing the count that he had before. That's what it sounded like from the Mishnah. But then Rav Chista came and gave us a chidush uh, yesterday, and he said that, well, if it's a short uh, nizirut, only 30 days, well then it will have to negate everything before, because uh, simply that he has to have enough hair to shave at the end of his nizirut. Uh, for nizirut tahara requires shaving his head. So he's going to have to add 30 days no matter what. But he says if it's a long nizirut, let's say 100 days, and he becomes mesorat somewhere in the beginning, so then he can continue counting right through and they'll have plenty of time more than 30 days after he's pure and therefore he'll have to serve only 100 days altogether. And um, you can continue counting right through the Mesorah Mukhlat and right through the purification uh, time period. That was Rav Chista's Chidush. It's a big, uh, nice kula that he can continue counting right through. All right, we had a challenge to it and uh, we answered that one. But today we're going to have two challenges to it and they're not going to be answered. Rav Chista will be refuted. Okay, so let's see the first one. Uh, the first one is a complicated case from a Mishnah that's coming up soon. So we're going to see this Mishnah anyway. It's good to get a good intro to it. It's a very interesting case. Mativ Rami Bar Hama. Nazir shahiyat tameh besafek umukhlat besafek ochel bakodashim lachar shishim yom veshoteh yayin umit tameh lametim lachar mea veasrim yom. That's the Mishnah. In a second, we're going to see a Tosefta. This Mishnah is about a 30-day Nazir. We're going to see a Tosefta that applies it to a 100-day Nazir. And the question is going to be from that Tosefta. Okay, so we have a bunch of layers to this question. So let's take them step by step. Now you have a Nazir. We're talking about a 30-day Nazir. Um, who, not only was he a Nazir, he was also, also, Tameh Lamet Besafek. Okay, he's not sure if he's Tameh Lamet or not. Also, he's a mesora mukhlat, means he's for sure he became a tameh as a mesora, but misafek, but he's not sure. How could you be sure and not sure? It means that a Kohen came, for example, and said, oh, you, there's two people standing there, and he said, you are mesora mukhlat, and he left. And we're not sure who he was pointing to, which one of us. So one of us is a mesora mukhlat, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's this one or that one. Okay, now the only thing worse than being Tameh is being Safek Tameh, at least for a Nazir. Um, we'll, let's, we're going to see why exactly. All right, this Mishnah is going to say that he can eat Kodashim after 60 days, 
but he will not be able to drink wine and become tamelamet, meaning the nizirut is not over until 120 days days pass. Even though he's only a 30-day nazir, he's going to have to be a nazir. He's going to have to refrain from wine for 120 days in order to fulfill all the different permutations and doubts that we have. Okay, so we're going to have to explain uh, explain this. Um, it, it is a bit complex, but it's really interesting if you think about it. All right, so let's say we have a simpler case of a mesorah, um, um, and he's a nazir. Let's say he's for sure a nazir and for sure a mesorah muhlat. All right, well, in that case, he's going he's gonna to be counting whatever. Let's say it happens on the first day of his nazirut. It becomes a mesorah muhlat. So then no problem. He'll, um, he, he, he doesn't count those days. According to the Mishnah, he doesn't count those days. Um, and then he um, can shave, right? This is the key point. Even though a nazir is not allowed to shave his hair, but if he's a mesorah, then he has permission to shave his hair. And um, in fact, he can't continue counting. So it's impossible for him to get to the end of the nazirut uh, in any case, until he gets rid of his, uh, his sarat, at least according to the Mishnah's opinion that said, you don't count those days. Um, so he will, as soon as he becomes, uh, as the skin disease goes away, he will shave on the first day, shave again on the seventh day, um, and then he can start uh, counting his nizirut or uh, continue counting his nizirut. All right, so that's the normal case. A, the point is a nazir, who is a misorah, is allowed to shave. All right, now let's say if he's just a Tamelamet. Um, uh, okay, that we know. If a Nazir becomes Tamelamet, so that negates all his days and he has to shave. So again, even, even though he's a Nazir, he has permission. In fact, he must shave so that he can start again his counting. All right, so those are the simple cases when he's for sure one or the other. But when it's Safek, then it becomes more complicated. Here's a nice chart that I copied from Art Scroll. And uh, we follow like this, okay? So we have, um, uh, if he's a, a not sure, a Safek Metzorah, here's the complication. Because he's a Safek Metzorah, uh, when he gets, he gets Sarat, let's say he takes upon himself a 30-day Nezirut. He gets Sarat, he gets Safek Sarat and Safek Tumatmet, on the first day, right? That first day, he's informed. Oh, you might have um, got this. He might have said that you're a mesorah, or he, and you also found out you might have uh, uh, touched a dead body. Okay, so now he's both on that first day. So the mesorah will come in. Uh, this nazir will come and say, "Listen, I want to shave my whole body because I can start my uh, sarah uh, uh, treatment." But the rabbi will tell him, "No, sorry, you may maybe you're not a mesorah, and if you're not a mesorah, then you're not allowed to shave." So you have to do a 30-day period to fulfill just in case you're just a regular Nazir and you're not Tameh at all, and you're not a Mesorah at all. All right, good. So he does the 30 days, and he comes back. He says, okay, can I drink wine now? Right, I finished my Nazirut. And the rabbi tells him, no, sorry, you can't, because maybe you were a Mesorah. So this will just count for your first uh, Sada'at shaving. He says, okay, fine. Um, so the rabbi will go back. Um, and uh, and wait more days. The guy will say, oh, well, so this is my first day, so can I shave again on the seventh day so I can finish my sarat? The rabbi says, no, you can't. Uh, you know why? Because maybe, uh, in fact, you are still a nazir, because maybe you were um, actually a nazir tameh. And if you were a nazir tameh, then the shaving you just did 
was just to complete the Nazir Tum'ah, and now that negates everything, and you have to start now your regular Nazirut. So go do 30 days. Okay, so he goes, does 30 days more. He comes back. He says, okay, can I drink wine now? Uh, well, the rabbi says, no, sorry, because maybe you were a Safek Mesora. In that case, you shaved once for the, that was like the first day one, and you shaved the second time. That's the second Sara'at shaving. Um, but you um, still have to do your Nazirut period. So uh, go back and, uh, and do another 30 days. He comes back after 30 days and he says, then the Mesorah says, okay, now can I, uh, can, now can I drink wine? He says, no. Well, if you were Nazir Tahor, then you would have been able to, but maybe you were Nazir Tameh and you have to, and you had to shave for, for that reason. So go back and do another 30 days. So it's only after 120 days that he takes care of all the possibilities. Okay, to summarize that a little bit, a bit once again, um, a Nazir who is Safek Mesora and Safek Tameh, he's going to have to shave four times altogether. Um, twice because of the Sara'at, once as a Nazir Tameh, and once as a Nazir Tahor, as ever, any Nazir has to do at the end. And it has to be in a specific order because he can't, he, he can't be a Nazir Tahor, he can't start counting until he finishes his, his Nazir Tum'ah. Um, but he can't shave right away for his Nazir Tumah because maybe he's not Tameh. And so he has to wait 30 days between each shaving just in case he's still a he's still a regular Nazir and has to fulfill his Nazirut. So he's not allowed to just jump the gun and shave, right? So once again, if he knew for sure he was Tameh Lamet, then he'd be able to uh, uh, do that purification process, get, get Paradama on the 3rd and 7th, right? Shave, bring Korbanot, and then start all over, and then and then start counting, right? He could do that within a week. It only takes a week to become tahor from being tameh lamet. And similarly, if he knew for sure he was a mesorah, then he could shave right away. In the middle of his nizirut, he shaves on the first and seventh. So each one by itself to become tahor as a uh, ta- from tameh tumatmet, and to become tahor from being a mesorah, each one takes only a week. Right, so theoretically, um, all he would need was uh, was uh, were, those, were those two weeks, and then he can start counting his thirty. But because it's only sefek, and therefore, if he's not, if he's just a tahor mesor, a tahor nazir, then he's not allowed to shave because uh, from sarat. He's not allowed to shave as a nazir tameh, and so that's why he has to wait thirty days just in case that was his full regular nazirut, and then he could do a shaving. That's good, but that shaving will count to only for one of them, and then, well, maybe that took care of the Nizirut Tameh, so now we can start again. Fine, he starts again. Maybe that was his Nazir Tahor, could be, or not. Maybe he was Mesorah, and then he did the two Mesorah ones, and now maybe he's Tahor, and he could end after this, but maybe not. Maybe he's also Nazir Tameh. So um, that's how we get to 120 and 20 days. All right, that's to first him to finish his Nizirut. After 60 days, however, he can eat Kodashim. Why? Because he, in that, after 60 days, he did his first Mesorah and second Mesorah shavings. So now he's finished with his Sarat, he'll bring Korbanot the next day. He also can get sprinkled any, during that time with Paraduma on the third and seventh day of any, any time during, uh, in, in between. And so now he's not, he's not, uh, Tamelamet anymore. Um, so uh, now he's totally Tahor. So therefore he can bring Korbanot and he can shave, sorry, bring Korbanot only after 60 days, um, because he's definitely not Tameh anymore. 
Um, uh, but he's he, the, we're not going to talk about korbanot now. When exactly he brings the korbanot? Because he has to bring korbanot as a mesora. He has to bring his korbanot as a nazir tameh, and he's going to bring uh, korbanot after um, being nazir tahor. Okay, so leave the korbanot out. Um, but now we understand this mishnah how we get a hundred day, a uh, sixty days. He, he can eat kodashim, and after one hundred and twenty days, then he is back uh, to uh, back to normal, and he can start drinking wine. Okay, so Rami Bar brought this Mishnah Nazir to Mesefek Muchlat or Beshu Tamei Besefek or Muchlat Besefek. Tamei just means Tamei Lemet. Ochel Bakodashim Achal Shishim Yom. He can eat Kodashim after sixty days. Beshote Yain Umi Tamei Lematim Lachal Me'avestim Yom, and he can be Tamei Lemet after and drink wine after one hundred twenty days. All right, that's the Mishnah. Now, next step in building our question, Betani Allah in the Tosefta says, Bamedrim Amorim Benezirut Mo'etet, Ava Benezirut Batshana, Ochel Bekodashim, Lachar Shete Shanim. Says this Mishnah only applies in a short term in that Nezirut of 30 days. But let's say he says, I'm going to be in Nazir for one year. Well, then, It'll be, it'll be the same law, but in proportion. He can eat Kodashim after two years. And he'll be able to drink wine and become, to, to become Tamelamet after four years. Um, so in other words, it's the same exact law. We can look back at, at the chart and just instead of 30 days, put one year. And it'll be all the same logic. He's going to go and say, um, hey, hey, listen, I want to go and uh, I might be a misodah. He tells the rabbi, right? I might be a misodah. So can I go and shave for my sadat right now? Right? My skin disease cleared up. And the rabbi will say, no, because maybe you're not a misodah. And therefore, you're not allowed to shave in your middle of your, of your nizirut. So no, you have to go, go do nizirut tahara. Come back in a year. So he does a, nizirut, a possibility for a nizirut, a nizirut tahara. He comes back in a year and he tells the rabbi, okay, can I shave now? Can I drink wine now? Um, and the rabbi says, no, you cannot drink wine because it could be you were a Nazir Tahor and now, you're, now you could drink wine, but maybe not. Maybe you actually were a Mesorah. And therefore, you only did the first shaving of your Mesorah. So, um, so then the guy says, okay, fine. So I did my first shaving of Mesorah. In seven days from now, can I do my second shaving of a Mesorah? And he says, no, sorry, you can't do that second shaving because maybe you're not a Mesorah. Maybe you're just a Nazir Tameh. And what you just did so far, that shaving that you did after one year was your shaving for Nizirut Tum'ah. And so now you're, you have to do your Nizirut Tahara. So you can't shave in the middle of your Nizirut Tahara. Go do your Nizirut Tahara for the, for the second year. So he goes away and he does the second year. He comes back to the rabbi after two years. He says, okay, I'm good now, right? I did my Nizirut Tum'ah. I did my Nizirut Tahara. Now I can drink wine, right? And the rabbi says, no, not so fast because maybe you are a Misorah. And if you're a Mesorah, then you did the first shaving of Mesorah and second shaving of a Mesorah. Um, but you still have to do your Nizirut, uh, um, but you still have to do your regular Nizirut Tahara. So go come back in a year. So he does his Nizirut, he does, he does, he comes back in a year. He says, now can I drink wine? He says, no, not so fast. Because maybe you were also a Nazir Tameh. And the third, that third shaving you just did was for your Nizirut Tahara. Tum'ah, but you never even started your Nizir Tara, so come back after four, after a fourth year, and that's why you need four years altogether. And here is the key to the question. Now that we understand that Tosefta, um, if Rav Chista is right, and in a long nazirut, and this is a long nazirut, if it's a hundred days, um, if, you, if it's a long nazirut, uh, Rav Chista said, you are allowed to count 
the days while he was a mesora, right? While he was uh, tameh and all and the days of his purification, you can continue counting all that right through for his nizirut. If you can continue counting, then he wouldn't have to wait four years to shave. It would be enough for him to wait three years and thirty days. How so? Um, let's look back at our chart. So let's say he is a mesora. Okay, so he's going to do the first, but he's not sure. He might be a Mesora, he might be a Nazir Tahor. So if he's a Nazir Tahor, he can't shave. So he's going to have to do, do one year. But he might be a Mesora, so he's going to shave after the uh, shave number one. He has to do shaving number two, but he can't shave right away because uh, maybe he was not a mes maybe he was a Nazir Tameh. Okay, so he's going to have to do the second one. Okay, at this point here, after two years, um, now one of the possibilities, if he is a, um, if he was a Mesora, fine. So now he did a second shaving for a Mesora. And according to Rav Chista, those two years also apply for his Nizirut Tahara, right? Any one of the years, because now he did, he did two years, more than necessary. And so actually he fulfilled his Nizirut Tahara as well, right? Remember, Rav Chista says you can count your nizirut, even while you are uh, mesora, uh, uh, completely tameh. So at this point, if he is not, let's say he's not tameh lamet, uh, so he finishes mesora, now all he has to do is shave one more time for his nizirut tada. He will have to wait 30 days because he has to grow more hair, at least 30 days of growth. So that'll be two years and 30 days. And then he would be done. Wait, we still have to take into account maybe he was a Nazir Tameh. Well, no problem. If he was a Nazir Tameh, then that shaving that he does after 30 days will be for Nazirut, nazirut Tum'ah, and then he'll do one more year from after that 30-day mark. But altogether, that will be two years, 30 days, and then another one year, altogether three years, um, and 30 days. So that's all you need. In other words, if you're able to count the Mesora days also towards the Nizirut Tahara, then you don't have to wait a whole year for that third year um, because um, he either fulfilled it already during this time period, in which case he can shave, uh, he's done, he's for sure done, or um, he did, or, or he is a, a Nazir Tameh, and if he's a Nazir Tameh, then he doesn't have to wait a whole year, so because he could shave even after just after a few days, and then and then uh, do his Nizir Tahara. But either way, he wouldn't have to do this full third year. And from the fact that this Tosef, this Tosefta does not say three days, three years, and three thirty days, instead it says four years. We see that. Uh, Rav Chista's law does not work. It, uh, we, Rav Chista on the previous staff was able to reconcile his opinion with the Mishnah, but it cannot be reconciled with this Tosefta, which explicitly talks about a long-term uh, Nezirut and assumes that you cannot count the Mesorah days overlapping with the Nezirut days. All right, that's the first uh, challenge to Rav Chista, and we don't have an answer for it. And so now we're going to bring another one. This is also a long um, baraita, but it, it's a midrash halacha, um, but it's relatively straightforward. Okay, ve'od mativ rav asher. We're going to bring the question all the way at the end, but it, this will be an obvious one. Enli ela yemet tum'ah she'en olin lo min haminyan. So I know yemet tum'ah means tum'alamet. So I know that tum'alamet will not count towards the nezirut. In fact, it negates all the days before it. Certainly the days 
while a person is Tamei Lamet, do not count towards Nezirut. Yemechidut but what about with the days that he's confirmed as a Mesorah, right? Chidut Mesorah Muchlat, he's confirmed Mesorah, right? Can those, would those count or not? Vidinhu, well, let's learn it from uh, logic by comparing the two cases. Yemetuma megalech umevi korban, vimechiluto megalech umevi korban. Ma yemetuma to en olin lo min haminyan, af yemechiluto en olin lo min haminyan. So let's compare. Uh, the time of tumat met, after, he become, after he's finished being tamelamet, he's going to have to shave and bring, bring a korban. And mesora, oh, he, has to, he has to, right, in order to restart his nizirut. It's a law of nizirut. Um, after being Tamei Lamet, you have to restart. Now, Yemechi Luto, after finishing uh, becoming a, uh, after he's, he's done with a Mesora, a Mesora, his, his uh, purification means he's going to have to sh- uh, um, uh, shave and also bring Korbanot as a Mesora. Any Mesora would have to do that. Uh, so, they see they're comparable. And therefore, just like the days of Tumat Met do not count towards Nezirut, so too the days while he's a while he's Tameh as a Mesora are not going to count towards them. Because it was not a Kavachom, it was just comparing the two that are similar. Okay, that seems to be good. But, we now reject this comparison and we say, no, you can't talk, you can't compare Tumat Met where that negates the days that already happened before. Uh, so you can't compare that to Mesorah that does not negate. That's, uh, you know, this uh, negating from before, that's explicit in the Torah that the Tumat Met negates all the days before. So you can't compare, can't compare that to Mesorah that does not negate the days before. And so therefore, Tumat Met is surely more stringent. Um, and that's why you don't, you wouldn't count the days of, uh, of Tumat Met while he's Tamemet, but you may very well count the days while he is a, um, a Mesorah. So that is not a proof that you wouldn't count the days. Okay, so we, this, this proof of just comparing that the fact they're similar, um, that is not a proof that, um, that you wouldn't count the days of Mesorah. Okay, so Yemechilu Tominayin. So now we're going to look for another proof that the days of a Mesorah, while he is a definite, uh, t- t- during his Tum'ah period, does not count. And now we're going to use a nazir bakever. Um, that's a nazir. Remember that we talked about this case when he begins his nazirut while he's in the cemetery. Not a good idea to do that. But if he does that, the law is his nazirut doesn't does he doesn't start counting while he's in the cemetery. He's tameh, so he has to leave the cemetery, become tahor, and then he starts counting. And the chedush of that is that he doesn't have to shave any hair he already has, whatever grew that he had before, whatever he, he that grew during his during while in the cemetery, even no matter how long he's there, that he keeps. Um, you only have to shave. Uh, as a, uh, because of Tumat Met, if he started counting and because he, he was Tahor, he became Tamelamet, and now he wants to restart, then he has to shave off all his hair, and so he could restart counting. So here is actually a Kula, where a, a, a Tumat Met is actually, in this case at least, more lenient than Sarat, because this type of uh, Tamelamet, who started off in, a, in the cemetery, his hair um, can be used for the final Nezirut, after he finishes all his days of, of Tahara, he can cut that hair. And yet, he, um, and yet, the days while he's Tameh do not count for him, 
right? He doesn't count the days while he's tameh for his nezirut. So a mesorah, a confirmed mesorah, where he cannot use his hair that grows during that time period because the mesorah has to shave twice, in fact, to finish his, his, his sara'at uh, tum'ah. Um, so that is a chumrah of a, of a mesorah, that he cannot use that hair. He has to start growing hair again after he's done. So oh, since that's a stringency, all the more so, the days while he was tameh as a mesorah should not count towards him. Okay, so that seems to be good proof. And now once we're on a roll, we're going to add even more to this. So now I prove that the days while he's tameh, as a mesorah, as a, as a mesorah, do not count. What about the days that he's counting to become tahor, right? Seven days when he shaves on the first and seventh day. Um, how about those days? What's a proof that they also don't count towards the nezirut? Vedin hu, ma yemechiluto ta'ontiglahat, af yemesefaro, ma yemechiluto en olino min haminyan, af yemesefaro. Well, just like um, the days when he's confirmed as a, as a mesorah, he has to shave at the end, so we can't use that hair. Also, the days of his, of his, so the seven days of purification, he can't use any hair that grows during that time, um, for his final nezirut, because he's gonna have to shave that again after the seventh day. Um, so therefore, they're actually comparable. So neither of these can use any hair that grows. So also, just like when, as he's confirmed, and Mesorah, he cannot count those days. Also, the days that he is during during purification process, he cannot count to account towards Nezirut. So far, so good. Everything we just said is, in fact, going to be the halacha that those days don't count. Okay, by the way, you can see already from here how this is going to reject Rav Chista, because Rav Chista says that these days do count, right? Both of those periods when he's for sure, uh, uh, when he's Tameh and his, during his purification process, Rav Chista said that they, it counts. But we just proved from here that no, they do not count. Okay, now the next part, is the, it was still continuing in this Baraita, the Midrash Halacha, is going to go even a step further that we're going to end up rejecting. But um, the proof that we're against Rav Chista we already saw. So we'll just finish the Baraita. Yachol af What about days when he's not yet for sure a Mesorah? We're just confined. He's quarantined because he has some kind of skin discoloration, but the, but the, the Kohen did not decide for sure yet. So that guy, he's not actually a, a Mesorah yet, right? He's not, uh, um, he's not, it wasn't deemed for sure. So what about those days? Can they count? Do they also not count? Vadin noten. Halut metame mishkab umoshav, vimehskero metame mishkab umoshav, im lamadetai mehilotosh and olin lomin haminyan, af yemehskero and olin lomin haminyan. Well, someone who's a confirmed mesora, he makes things tame by uh, lying or sitting on them. That's a special law. Not only if he touches them, even if he doesn't touch them, but he just puts his weight on something. Um, he um, will make it Tameh. Well, Yemeh Heskerah, someone who was quarantined, also causes that level of Tum'ah, of Mishkab and Moshav. And so he's also Tameh to that extent. So therefore, if the days when he's confirmed to be a Mesorah do not count, also the days when he's quarantined should not count for his Nizirut, right? And so that would be, make logical sense. But then we reject this last part. No, you can't compare them because his days that he's confirmed to be a Mesorah, he, to get out of that, he's going to have to shave and bring Korbanot. 
and that's why those are very stringent and will not count. But the days he's quarantined, they um, uh, they do not require. Right? If the coin comes and says, "Okay, you're good," right? Your your, your skin disease went it went away. He doesn't have to shave and bring korbanot. So those days certainly are much more lenient, and therefore those days do count. Um, good. This is the end of the Braita, the grand conclusion, after all the back and forth in case you got lost, um, uh, is that the days of his, uh, of his accounting for purity, right, the last seven days when he shaved the first and seventh day, and uh, the days when he's confirmed to be a Mesora, those days do cannot count towards his sarat, but if a person is a zav, this is a different case we didn't talk about yet, um, uh, and we didn't talk about in this baraita, but a zav and zava, a different kind of tumah, it's a serious type of tumah, but that, 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 he can continue counting. If a nazir becomes a zav, it's okay. He just continues counting. And also his kedoshel mesora, and the days when he's quarantined, hare'elu olin lo, these uh, do in fact count. Um, he can continue counting during that time period. So now we get to our question. Okay, so now we're going to go back and uh, cite the particular part of the Braita that we're going to use for the question, right? And back in the Braita, we said, no, if, if uh, we can't compare Tum'ah to Matmet, because that uh, negates those that the days that are before, and that you cannot compare to Mesora. And with that, the next line was, uh, but assume that a Mesora doesn't negate the days before, but it, those days themselves do not count, right? This whole, this whole uh, Baraita was assuming that uh, confirmed the Mesora does not count those days towards Nezirut. Now, this whole Baraita, what case is it talking about? If it's talking about a short-term period, um, uh, uh, meaning only 30 days, well then, actually, it would negate the days before. And that, the, as Rav Chista himself said, if you're a short-term na- nazir, um, and then you become a mesora, since you have to shave your, all, all your hair um, at that point uh, to become tahor from being a mesora, so then you're going to have to add, wait another 30 days no matter what. So that, in effect, that does negate, right? If someone was a nazir for... Uh, even 29 days and becomes a mesora, um, so then he's going to have to do his mesora, right? Uh, shave his body on the first and seventh day, and then he's going to have to do a whole a whole 30 days. Even the first 28 days won't won't count for because he needs enough hair to shave at the end of nizirut. So it can't be talking about that because in the short nizirut, it does in fact negate all the days before. So rather the spraita has to be talking about a long nizirut where you do not negate need to negate any of the days before. Like if it's for a uh, hundred days and it becomes a mesora somewhere in the first half. And then he doesn't matter, he shaves his body, but there's still more than 30 days left. So that's the case where it will not negate any of the days before. And yet this Badaita concluded that the days while he is a Mesora confirmed and the purity days do not count towards the Nezirut. And so this is a absolute rejection of Rav Chista. So that ends the two rejections against Rav Chista. 
Okay, now we get to the next Mishnah. So Rabbi Eliezer says in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua. Okay, this is all difficult because Rabbi Eliezer is actually the teacher of Rabbi Yehoshua um, and uh, also of Rabbi Meir uh, that's coming up later. So um, if we look at a parallel in the Tosefta, it says Rabbi El Azad, and they are parallel. So um, here, as we go through, this is probably, in fact, uh, Rabbi El Azad um, Ben Shamua. Okay, anyway, so uh, let's say Rabbi El Azad says in the name of Rabbi Yoshua, any type of Tum'at Met that a Nazir will have to shave. Remember in the previous two Mishnayot, we had the earlier Mishnah said, gave a list of all two types of Tumat Met that are serious um, and the Nazir has to shave because of them. And then the second Mishnah we saw after that were lower levels of Tumat Met where uh, Nazir, of course, it becomes Tamer Lamet, but he doesn't have to shave um, after those. So now we're going to extrapolate yet another application of those two categories. So any of the more serious ones in the first Mishnah uh, that the Nazir would have to shave, that would also mean that he's not allowed to come to the Beta Mikdash, and if he does, he would be liable. Whereas in the second category of lower levels of Tumat Met, such that the Nazir does not have to shave, if that person comes to the Bet HaMikdash as that type of Tumat Met, he is not liable. Okay, so that's the second that's the that's the application too, entering into the Bet HaMikdash area. That was the teaching of Rabbi Yoshua. That doesn't make sense, because after all, a Sheretz, one of the eight creepy crawlies that are dead, if someone touches them, they become Tameh Sheretz. And they are liable uh, from and they are liable if they enter into the Bet Mikdash. Now Sheretz is a lower level than Tumat Met, so we can make a Kol Sheken. Um, if someone who's Tamela Sheretz will be liable if they enter the Bet Mikdash, all the more so someone Tamela Met, even the lower level Tumala Met, should be liable. So the Bimir says, sorry, the Yoshua, your halacha does not make sense. That's the Mishnah. Okay, and again here, we should probably read Rabbi El-Azar. says, in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua, did Rabbi El-Azar learn this from Rabbi Yehoshua? From the following B'raita, we're going to see that actually Rabbi El-Azar did not learn it from Rabbi Yehoshua. That's the famous Rabbi Yehoshua ben Hananiah but rather from um, Rabbi Yoshua ben, ben Memel. This is a Tanah. He's a, a disciple of Rabbi Yoshua. Um, uh, so this is actually even a later person. So this for sure would have to be Rabbi Al-Azad, a later, the fourth generation uh, Tanah, um, and, uh, and uh, not Rabbi Eliezer, the teacher of, of Rabbi Akiva. Um, okay, so anyway, the point is that while in the Mishnah here it said that he learned Rabbi Eliezer, learned it from Rabbi Yoshua, um, but in fact in the following B'raita, he, we get, that was Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. From the following B'raita, we're going to see that he learned it from Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel, or Detanya. Amar Rabbi El Azar, Kishelachti le'ar daskia, Masati et Rabbi Yoshua ben Peter Rosh. That's his name. Another Rabbi Yoshua. There's three Rabbi Yoshua's here in case you're not confused enough. Um, Rabbi Yoshua ben Peter Rosh. Peter Rosh is probably comes from a Greek name, a meaning uh, from Patros, uh, which means uh, one's father, the son of, uh, you know, some, uh, some patriarch. 
He says the very same halacha we just saw in the Mishnah, that the high-level tumat met, that it would cause a nazir to have to shave, that person is liable if they enter the bet mikdash whereas the lower level that does not make a nazir shave, that tumat met, one is not liable if they enter the Bet HaMikdash. And Rabbi Meir responded to him, that doesn't make sense that Tumat Met would be more lenient than Tumat Sheretz. That's Rabbi Meir's line right here. Okay, so we see it's the same argument, but this time it's in the name of Rabbi Yoshua Bar Memel is the one that's saying it. Now, Rabbi Elazar shows up there. Amati lo, kilumata baki b'Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel, Rabbi Elazar says, Oh, wait, I know that halacha that you just said. I, did, did you hear it from Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel? Amar li, hen. He says, yes, I did. Amar li, Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel, mishum Rabbi Yoshua. In fact, Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel told me that in the name of Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. So here we have a chain of tradition from three Rabbi Yoshua's. Rabbi Yoshua ben Peter Rosh heard this in the name of, uh, from Rabbi Yoshua bar Memel, who himself heard it from Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, who said, the very same law that there are two levels of Tumah, only the higher level becomes uh, is liable if they go to the Mikdash and not the lower level. Oh, so now we see that, in fact, the tradition comes from Rabbi Yoshua Bar Memel. That's who uh, Rabbi El, El Azar heard it from, and not, he didn't hear it, at least not directly from Rabbi Yoshua um, ben Hanania. So how come over here it, does, it, skips, the, it skips the generation? Rabbi El Azar actually heard it from the middle Rabbi Yoshua, and here it goes back to the earlier Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua Stam is Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, but Rabbi El Azar didn't hear it directly from him, he heard it from Rabbi Yoshua Bar Memel, who himself learned it from Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. So, what do we answer? Amru, Shema Mina, Kol Shema Teta, Demit Amera, Bebe, Telata, Kadme'e, Ubatre Amrinan, Messia'e, La Amrinan. We learn from here that any tradition that is, uh, that is passed down by three different generations of, of teacher to student, we don't necessarily mention every single step, but rather only the first and the last. We'll mention the originator, and then we'll mention the last one, and not the people in between. And so that makes sense. Over here, this is why we, uh, we quoted the original, Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, and we skipped the middle of the chain, Rabbi Yoshua ben Memel, and we went straight down to Rabbi El-Azar. Um, so this is actually a very important rule, because a lot of times uh, we do see a tradition that's quoted in the name of a sage, and then he, he quoted the name of a much earlier sage. It doesn't mean that the that they heard it directly uh, when there's a generation in between, but rather we say the beginning and the end of chain of transmission, and we um, uh, don't always um, uh, 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 don't always preserve all of the middle generations. 
another proof of this. Amar of Nachman by Yitzchak. Afana namitanena. Amar Nachum halablar. Kach mekublani merbi meyasha. Shekibel meaba. Shekibel min hazugot. Shekibelu min haneviim. Halachal mushim misinai bezoreya. Shebet vechardal beshnayim ushlosha mekomot. Shenoten pea mikol echad veechad. Veilu yosho vechaleb lakachashib shema'mina. So after a look at this baraita where Nachum halablar said, I have a tradition from Rabbi Meyasha, one of the early Tanaim who received it from his father, who received it from the Zugot. That's the five pairs of generations that go um, back during the second Bet HaMikdash, right? Hillel and Shammai are the, are the end of them. They go way back. And they received it from the prophets and who received it, Okay, what is this uh, uh, law that has uh, this whole tradition? It has to do with Pe'ah. Uh, Pe'ah, the corner of the field, has to be given from every section of the field, like if you're growing different uh, different items. So if well, one is growing a dill and mustard in two or three separate locations, you have to give pe'ah for each and every one. You can't give one big pe'ah and tell all the poor, pe- poor people, everybody go to that corner and I'm not going to give any pe'ah from this one. Um, no, if they are separate fields with separate things growing in them, then you have to leave a corner from each and every field. That was the tradition. Now notice they were missing something. Yoshua and Caleb, Moshe didn't give it directly to uh, the Nevi'im. He gave it to Yoshua, who gave it to who, was, who passed it on to Caleb. But they're not mentioned in this chain of tradition because we skip some of the people in the middle. In other words, not just when there's three that you skip the middle one. Even when there's a longer one, you skip some of the uh, generations in the middle. And that's very important for, uh, for lists and genealogies. And anytime you have uh, generations of names, that you can't assume that every single person is mentioned there. All right, let's finish the very last Mishnah of the Perek. said, I presented the following. This is, is Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkinus. This is maybe why he got confused with the previous one. Rabbi Akiva, uh, the third generation Tana, is presenting before the famous Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkinus. That's the one that got excommunicated with the oven of Achnai. And Rabbi Akiva is presenting to test out this theory of the following Kavachomer. In Esim Kesoda, a small bone the size of a barley um, does not cause Tumat Met. Uh, in ohel, um, in a tent. Um, but it does cause tum, tum'ah from touching or carrying it. In fact, it's even the higher level uh, than a nazir who touches such a bone will have to shave um, uh, because for touching and carrying it. Now that's true for a small bone. Now revi'i dam, that does cause tum'at ohel, um, and um, uh, in general causes tum'at ohel, all the more so a nazir who touches it or carries it, should also have to shave. But even though this is not the law, as we saw in the previous uh, uh, Mishnayot, only if it's a half of a log of dam, then that would cause a, um, a, a nazir to have to shave, even whether it's in a tent or touching. But the Revi'itam was in the second Mishnah of items that do not cause, um, it, it causes Tumat Ba'ohil, but it does not make a nazir shave, even if he touches it. But this doesn't make any sense. So really, based on this kavachomer, right? If with the bone, it doesn't cause it doesn't cause tent impurity, um, uh, but does. Uh, but a nazir would have to 
shave if he touches it, so the ve'itam is more stringent. It causes tent impurity, all the more so, and Nazir would have to, should have to shave if he touches it. Amarli, maze akiva, and anin kan mikava chomer, ushebati verseti devarim lefneri biyoshua, amarli, yafe amarta, ela ken amru halacha. And Rabbi Eliezer said to Rabbi Akiva, what is this akiva? We do not make a kavach, we do not make such a kavach omer. And in fact, um, when Rabbi Akiva went and uh, taught this also, presented this theory to Rabbi Yoshua, he says, very nice, I like your logic, your logic is, is fine, your reasoning has, can't poke any holes in it, but this is the halacha. And if you have something that is a, uh, a tradition, then the tradition triumphs over a kavachomer that's based on reason. So this is a very important, another very important principle. Yes, you can use a kavachomer, you can use reason and logic anytime you're filling in a gap uh, to figure out what the law is. But if there's an explicit tradition about something, then the, uh, the tradition overrides the logical derivation. Okay, Gemara on that. Ibaya lehu aysem kisora halacha urbitam kalvachomer veendanin kalvachomer mahalacha the question is, when he said, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a tradition, what is this referring to? Is it that there's a tradition that a, bar, a small bone, um, that's a tradition that that makes a nazir um, have to shave? That's the anomaly. But revi'itam, um, that's what he was trying to derive from a kavachomer, that if Esim Kesora makes a Nazir have to shave, then we'll use logic to say, um, uh, to say Revi'idam. But, oh, we, we can't make a kavachomer from a, a tradition. Was that how it went? Or maybe the other way around, uh, Revi'idam, that's the halacha that it causes tent impurity. Um, and Rabbi Akiva then tried to say, well, if that causes tent impurity um, and Esem Kesora doesn't, then we can derive a Kavachomer that even um, uh, Esem Kesora should be less lenient and should not make a Nazir have to shave. And then the answer to that was, oh, no, we uh, can't learn a Kavachomer and uh, this is just an exception. So which way were, were, were we trying to, were we trying to learn it like Lechumra or Lekula? And Tashema, Aysim Kesora Halacha, Rebitam Kavachomer, Vendanin Kavachomer, Mehalacha. We have actually a Braita that answers the question explicitly and says the, uh, the, uh, the fact that a barley a bone causes to uh, causes a nazir to have to shave. That is the tradition, and the kavachomed was trying to be machmir and say, "Oh, if you eat dam, which causes tent impurity, all the more so it should make a nazir shave." But then the answer was, "No, you can't do that. You can't base a kavachomed based on a tradition. A tradition is like an exception to the rule, and uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily um, fit into a, uh, a systematic st- a structure of logic, and so therefore you can't build upon it." Hadran Allah Kohen Gadol.